Mum for others. I am Father Ephraim Andom. I'm originally from Eritrea. I was born in Ethiopia, raised in Ethiopia, in the capital Addis Ababa, and uh, I got my vocation while I was still with uh, my family back in Addis Ababa, 20s, early 20s. Well, just to speak about the vocation story, um, it's always something, I think it's in you, you may not realize you are called, or probably you are attracted uh, with the life of other priests. And uh, with me it was like, as a child, I wanted to be a priest, because there were great priests whom I have uh, seen in our parish, because our parish was in the cathedral, the cathedral. So there were many priests there, wonderful priests. And uh, two of my uncles are also priests. Uh, one I met very recently. Uh, I knew about him because he's a monk and uh, he's a hermit. You cannot contact him anyway, but you hear about him. Uh, the other one was a Capuchin friar, so he used to come to our home and uh, we know all about him. And you have that connection always. But the greatest thing I think is the way you are raised in the family itself, because if you are a good Catholic family, you know all about what the priesthood is, even if you don't know definitely <laughs> or every detail, but you know how important the priesthood is and uh, how great it is, and uh, you know that it's one of the seven sacraments and that it's one of the vocations. So as a child, I had that love for the priesthood, and uh, I remember when we talk as children, I used to say, well, I want to be a priest, but not serious stuff. Uh, for me, I think the turning point in my vocation story uh, was my involvement in the parish group, youth group. We had a very, very, very vibrant parish group, a youth group. I was part of the choir. And uh, that really laid the most important foundation for my vocation, I can say. But still, I was, as a teenager, my attitude was, I love the priesthood, but I was afraid. I, I think, no, I cannot do that. And uh, once you are in the priesthood, you don't want to mess, mess up, you know. So I, I was not... Uh, confident enough to say, well, I want to be a priest, even if I was always respecting the priesthood and I had a lot, a great uh, love for the priesthood. But I think it was when I was 20, I, we had, as youth group, we went to have a retreat in a monastery, Cistercian monastery. In that retreat, I was completely, I can say, I, I, I found a very special experience in my life, uh, coming very close to the Lord. The priest who led us in our retreat, actually led us, if you know, the Life in the Holy Spirit seminar, the charismatic seminar. I never heard about anything about it before. So we were having our retreat in the monastery itself for five, six days. 
by the end of the retreat, the whole young people who were there, all of us were completely touched so deeply, and um, we carried on with that sort of uh, life. And uh, I realized that um, if I'm going to be happy, the only way is just yeah, becoming a priest. Because I think I, I, I fell in love with you know, prayer, scripture, the Lord, uh, even if I was a very good Catholic even, but that was like, you know, changing the gear. So at that point I was uh, studying in my last year, I was doing accounting, and uh, that year I had an accident when I was playing football. I used to be a good footballer, <laughs> and uh, I, I broke my leg, and I had to be in clusters for five months and uh, I was separated from you know all this uh, uh, activity for five months and I think they were the most important times the months of my year probably because there was no much running here and there I had always to stay at home or month and a week or so in the hospital first then at home, yeah, studying, apart from studying, then praying and reading a lot. And uh, my reading, especially of the life of St. Francis of Assisi, was so challenging. I, I read it before, but that time it was really very, very powerful. And also I read the story of, I am not sure if you know about the uh, Youth with a Mission, there is a ecumenical group dedicating their um, time and life for some time in mission fields, mainly Protestant, other uh, Christian denominations involving, but it is ecumenical. But it just challenged me, the two books which I read during those time really challenged me so deeply, and uh, I decided, well, when I graduate, I'm completely. I'm not going to go to work. I have to go to seminary. I don't know which seminary, which monastery, or whatever religious community. But anyway, I decided really during that time because I had lots of time to pray and read, and uh, that was a very providential time for me. <laughs> and. Uh, when I was graduated, I was really with my crutches still, I was not uh, completely healed. So I had to wait until I completely recovered. So um, while I was still recovering, I had, I began to work. I worked just for a year. During that time, um, I was always reminded internally that working or other, doing other things is not a uh, my vocation I have to go and serve the Lord and uh, that was really keeping always I uh, like that, that that sentiment in my heart and uh, I uh, decided to go to the Cistercian Monastery in Ethiopia partly because all the priests I had in contact with were so very, very, very holy people, really. And um, I wanted to dedicate a lot of time in prayer. And I think that was the best place for me. And I joined the Sistershian Monastery there. 
there are two types of Cistercians common of the observance and strict observance. The strict observance are Trappists. Actually, they don't be, they, they, they do not exist in our country. The Cistercians we have in our country are common observance. They have some activities as well. It is um, active and uh, contemplative life. So I joined them, studied there for seven years in the seminary, everything. You know, the year of uh, postulancy, the year of uh, novitiate, temporary vows, final vows, uh, and everything. And I was ordained in 1990. So it's now 22 years since I was ordained. And I remember actually the day I left home that was the best uh, day probably I think when I was on the bus going to the monastery I felt I don't know the joy <laughs> it was one of the best 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 experiences one of my friends from our youth group also uh, became a sister and we joined the monastery together actually um, uh, the Lord works very in a very mysterious ways. We met at the last stage of our decisions. I didn't know anything about his decision. He doesn't know anything about my decision. We just met at the last and it was really a, a wonderful surprise for both of us. He was doing his last year in the university and he had just stopped it so as to go to the monastery we did all our studies everything together we were in the same parish uh, we were the best friends we were ordained together and uh, it's also good when you, when you have someone also sharing the same the vocation and uh, the same vision as you have and uh, that was one of all also the, the beautiful experiences I was sent to Addis, Ethiopia, to work there in the monastery, and I think I worked there about four years, and then I was transferred to Eritrea for about some months, and uh, back to Ethiopia again. I was working in in the school the first four years. After that, I think about when I was on my sixth year in the priesthood I came to Italy and I studied in um, Italy for about two years. Before that I was work working in the monastery two years. After the conclusion of the two years I came to England uh, and I had always that uh, desire to help especially our people. Uh, my desire was always to work back home but the Lord also in his uh, mysterious ways led me also to come to London. I had never ever ever thought I would come to London. Never. And uh, it just the circumstances were incredible. It's just the first time I came I came for a, a visit to, to visit my sister and uh, I offered to celebrate Mass to the Eritrean community. There was a chaplain already there and uh, he needed also another person to help him. And uh, anyway, that one day I came became a turning point also. So the Eritrean community here needed someone also to help. 
I haven't finished my studies at that stage, so I had to go back to Italy, finish uh, my studies, and with the permission of my uh, community, I came just here then. I worked here, I am still working here, but now I belong to the Diocese of Westminster. Anyway, I'm here now, chaplain to the Eritreans, and also I work in Our Lady of Fatima Parish. So anyway, uh, my story looks like that. I'm really happy that the Lord has had called me. The greatest gift for every priest, I think, is his calling. Uh, you know, just you are no better than anyone else. Mother Lord calls you. You follow him, and that gives you joy beyond explanation, really. <laughs>